Welcome to the Wanderers History Podcast and to a new series of the podcast entitled Rulers and Monarchs of the 16th Century Mediterranean, where I will talk about some of the most influential rulers that included emperors, kings, sultans of the Ottoman Empire, who left a mark on the 16th century history with particular focus to the Mediterranean, but also Central and Southeastern Europe. Thus, I'll aim to cover in a thematic and chronological fashion the most influential rulers of the century. Before I start, I'd like to remind you to please hit that subscribe button to never miss any new history material from the podcast. Let's begin. I will want to start with Suleiman the Magnificent while also talking about his predecessor and father, Selim I, but also his successors, Selim II, followed by Murad III. The Ottoman Empire under Suleiman represented arguably the greatest threat to the Venetian Republic, Spain, Knights of St. John, and the eastern and central lands of the Holy Roman Empire and Habsburg crown. His Mediterranean campaigns, those of Suleiman, with small exceptions such as the one at Malta in 1565, illustrated the relentless nature of the Ottoman Empire, its warfare both on land and sea. However, by the end of the 1560s, it was clear that the Ottoman Empire was reliant and dependent on continuous and perpetual expansion and conquests. You can check the Ottoman Titans of the Mediterranean miniseries where I talked about the likes of Hayreddin Barbarossa, Piale Pasha, Dragut Rais and others, instrumental commanders to Suleiman's success in the Mediterranean. I will also aim to show how much of a discrepancy there were between the reigns of Suleiman and then Selim II. After all, it is during the reign of Selim II that we see the remarkable victory of the Holy League at Lepanto, which put a lot of strain on the resources of the Ottoman Empire. Ideally, I would like to be able to talk about two very important figures that competed for power at the Porte at the end of Suleiman's reign and the beginning of Selim II, and that would be Mehmed Sokoli or Sokolu Pasha, and then afterwards to talk about an enigmatic but highly influential figure of Ottoman politics in the second half of the 16th century. More will be revealed after the first two episodes. After talking about the Ottoman side of Mediterranean military and geopolitics of the 16th century, I'd like to shift attention to Charles V, Holy Roman Emperor, and his clashes with the Ottoman Empire. From the perspective of a 16th century Venetian historian, the analysis of Charles V's Mediterranean strategy and campaigns are of crucial importance as they would set a pattern for the rest of the century in regards to Spain, Venice, and the Ottoman Empire. What we see at Preveza in 1538, we see in many respects with the Holy League's attempts to send relief to Venetian Cyprus during the Fourth Ottoman-Venetian War. In many respects, there will be a mirroring of Philip II of Spain and Charles V. Historical figures studied and researched by historians such as Fernand Brodel, Geoffrey Parker, John Gilmartin Jr., and many others. With Philip II, Possibly there will be more than one episode looking at the early beginnings until the Treaty of Cateau Cambresis and the impact it had on the Italian peninsula, but also on France, which unlike during the times of Francis I, when they actively helped the Ottomans, were beginning to be torn apart by the French wars of religion. 
Then it is important to analyze how Spain and Philip II reacted after the calamitous defeat of Gerba in 1560, putting the Spanish navy on the defensive for the remainder of the decade, having an influence over events such as Malta in 1565, ultimately making them very prudent in regards to the Fourth Ottoman-Venetian War of Cyprus. The importance of Lepanto for Spain and how the balance in the Mediterranean of power arguably was recalibrated, will almost certainly be discussed, leading to the important truce of 1581 with the Ottomans and the Iberian Union achieved a year earlier. Without a doubt, Philip II of Spain is one of the most complex figures of Spanish and European history, and I'll aim to dedicate a lot of time and attention to him and his reign on this series. Moving on, I would like to discuss about Emperor Maximilian and how the Holy Roman Emperor failed to capitalize on the momentum gained by the Holy League in 1570 through the victory at Lepanto in also assisting the Venetians in Istria and Dalmatia. Though not traditionally fought as a Mediterranean ruler, the Habsburg emperors had through their lands that stretched in the Balkans, somewhat of a minor influence in the Adriatic. But in this case, given that we're talking about the 16th century as a whole, it is of relevance to discuss about it. Moving forward, we will then focus our attention on Venice. And here it is important to talk about the remarkable doge-ship of Andrea Gritti, the Fabius Maximus of Venice, as described by Robert Finley, and then Alvise Mocenigo, followed by the short doge-ship of Sebastiano Venier, key figure of the Holy League and one of the victors at Lepanto. Finally, the last section of the series will also be the introduction to the new one, I would like to examine the most influential popes of the 16th century. And here we will look at the Medici popes, Popes Leo X and Clement VII, followed by Pius IV and V with their influence and impact on the formation of the Holy League. Their stances on notable events, such as the siege of Malta in 1565, the Ottoman siege of Cyprus and the whole Fourth Ottoman-Venetian War, all in all, the purpose of this new series is to look at the papacy's stance and actions in the broader scheme of the Spanish-Ottoman conflict that lasted from 1560 to 1581, ending with the truce of 1581. All in all, I would like to deliver a new series that ties up nicely with the previous ones, such as the Venice series, episodes 1 to 4, followed by the Malta miniseries, Ottoman Titans of the Mediterranean. Thus, I hope all of the episodes will be able to deliver the history of that period focused on the Mediterranean. Series, of course, are subject to changes, though if there are any, they will be minor. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already, to check out the previous series, and to never miss any new material from the podcast. Until the next time... All the best.